Whatever. This is another episode of the Black Pill Podcast where Black creators are faced with a dose of reality. I am your host, OBJ, and today we're joined by a special guest. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Zaylin King. Uh, I'm an actor. I also create skit content on YouTube and Instagram, and I'm um, just an overall creator. Happy to be here. Hey, I appreciate you being here, man. Also, today's Black Pill topic is uh, Black entertainment. And as far as like, you know, just to kind of share your stories and experiences and journey as far as like you growing up with Black entertainment when it comes to like, you know, sitcoms, movies, TV shows, you know, maybe cartoons and things of that nature. So anything that falls under the umbrella of like, you know, uh, Black entertainment, uh, just to kind of start off, you know, because uh, you do like comedy and skits, you know what I'm saying? So how, so a uh, two, two part of that question is what inspired you to get into doing like, you know, skits and what motivated you to keep doing it? Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, so I would say what inspired me was like, I graduated school and I like follow a lot of black, uh, skit content creators on YouTube um, and I'd always wanted to do acting like I know I wanted to do acting since I was 14 I did it throughout school but I didn't yeah. have the opportunities to do it once I graduated like I couldn't do necessarily do stuff like obviously big budget movies so I was like you know I create my own content I was like I saw these creators online I was like I could do that people like Long Beach Griffey, Caleb City, uh, RDC World, like these are people who like really inspired me to, you know, create my channel and start making content like what they're doing uh, so successfully. Um, so I saw them doing, I was like, you know, that I, I could do that. You know, so it doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> um, not that their their stuff is great, it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. But I, I saw that it, I thought I could contribute something to this space as well. So it's why, um, I've continued to do it because it's fun and it allows me to just, you know, exercise, exercise that creative um, component of myself that I can't necessarily do professionally or full time yet. Um, but I will one day. <laughs> I got to keep the energy. So you said it started off with like around college, you said, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So was there any like prior experiences of um, before college where you felt like, you know, you're trying to tap into it or uh, what do you feel like, you know, it kind of was like, I guess the starting point or initiate and what age was you when it kind of like transitioned to that, you know, going into college? Or, um, I mean, so like, like I said, like, I know I wanted to be an actor for so long. Like I did seven plays while I was in school. Um, and I, I love doing like dramatic stuff, but comedic stuff is really fun for me because I just love entertaining people. And I feel like laughter is one of the best ways to connect with one another, one another. Like it's so um, contagious and it's so infectious that um, it connects us to one another. So I felt like that would be a good way to just um, create some sort of traction for myself. Um, but I mean, I definitely wouldn't consider myself a comedian. <laughs> like that's an art form, like, um, in and of itself, so different from just creating skit content on YouTube, like comedian. So you said, comedian. So you said that but, you want to call a comedian. No, I'm definitely an actor first. Like, like my my skits are fun, but like I'm definitely like I would consider myself an actor, not definitely not a comedian, because like that's just I feel that's like cool. there's a lot of has to go into that. Yeah, it's like it's a whole different kind of thing, um, and I respect them so much because it's that's it's so hard to do. Um, but making skits online, I feel like is its own different niche with this, it's like a, an amalgamation or a mixture of comedian or comedy and acting, um, that I felt like I could do, you know, successfully. Okay. Okay. That's dope. So, cause like, you know, like the names that you mentioned, like Long Beach, uh, Long Beach Griffey and everything like that, RDC world. Um, it's funny that you said that because, um, you know, you know, I, I'm into like nerdy, I guess, geeky stuff, whatever you want to call it. And like uh, I was at an anime convention like a couple or yeah, a couple of years ago and I met RDC World and it was crazy because like, you know, um, they said they were scheduled to come in at a particular day. I think it was like, like a Saturday or I don't know which day, but I was like, I, so I basically brought the whole like weekend pass, you know what I'm saying? Like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I was just like, I'm going to be there, like, you know, and just try to find them. You know, I'm going to still have my fun, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. you know, I'm just like, on a, you know, scavenger hunt just to try to find them and stuff. So, you know, um, as I'm looking around, I'm joining like the, the whole um, camaraderie and everything like that that's going around the festivities. Um, I think I met them 
I saw them on a Saturday. But the thing is that I met like they were all scattered. So like everybody was like, you know, I think they was just doing it as just strategic like kind of thing, you know, because they didn't want to be stuff and then people's gonna notice them so i right. met one of the uh, i believe it was the editor um he had the glasses with the i think the dreads or whatever like um i forgot his yeah, name Afian, or they call him off happy or something like, yeah something like that yeah. Yeah. so i saw him i was like oh like you know but i was trying to be like very like humble about it like i didn't want to come in like a fanboy or something like that <laughs> yeah I was just like, you know, trying to treat him like, you know, just a normal human being because like, I don't like to like hold people like in a pedestal or just like, you know, to such a high degree. So right. like, I was talking to him, I was just like, yo, bro, like, you know, I appreciate your work and everything like that, you know, that you're doing for RDC. Um, just keep going, you know, just, just motivational words and things like that. He appreciated it. And I was just like, yo, so like, where's the rest of the game? You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, ah, you know, we just scared about, you know, because we don't want to kind of like, all together and we just kind of just want to have our own you know experiences seeing what's you know out there and stuff so i was like all right cool 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 so um you know i let him have did this thing i took a picture with him um he was cool about it you know he left and then but i was just like still on the hunt so um eventually like maybe like 30 or 40 minutes later i saw uh mark um what's the other guy's name hey Des- deshaun um the, the one that's always like, always like, yeah, man. Like the always one that always like. Not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I saw him. I saw um John. Uh, John is always like, he's always like funny to me because he's just like, his his way of thinking is just so like, just out there. Yeah, and <laughs> and um, who else? Um, and who's the tall skinny one? I think it's Ben. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. Four of them. I was like, oh, you know, I say so. I talked to Mark first, and I, I, I didn't realize how kind of tall he was. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, ah, right, you know, cool, cool. So we had like a little heart to heart conversation, and then, um, you know, uh, I took a picture with all four of them, and then that's when everybody just kind of gathered around afterwards and, like, you know, trying to take pictures. Of them. And then that's when the whole squad came in, that's when Dylan and everybody else came in, and that's when I took a whole picture of all of them. But it was like, a dope experience and things like that. So, like, as far as like you know, the skits and comedy parts of it, like uh, the names you mentioned, the names that you've watched and things like that, who do you kind of like, was there any like people that you studied or looked up to and then, you know, kind of like try to emulate some of their formulas and try to apply it to your own self? As far as your yeah. own style? No, definitely. Like, I think Long Beach Griffith is probably the biggest inspiration for me starting my channel because I just found his particular to be the most funny just in my opinion i love rdc caleb like they all make great content but him his style of comedy for me was just very uh funny and then, like he talked he talked about real things in our world that i really resonated with so i definitely emulated him a lot more in the beginning um but i've been trying to find like really my own kind of essence after that because i feel like i was it was too similar at first um which is it happens, you know, you, you're inspired by people and you kind of take the inspiration and sometimes um, you're, you're trying to use that to, you know, create your start, but also trying to find your own footing and your own kind of, uh, you know, elementality in terms of what you're doing. Um, elementality, I don't even know if that's a word, but, <laughs> but your own kind of like rhythm, your own kind of energy. Like, um, so I'm, I think I've kind of gotten there, like after doing it for like a year and a half or two years at this point. Um, I think I've found that footing, but I'm definitely still exploring because like, I don't think that that process really ever ends, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, and that's, I think it's always okay to like, kind of like copy and then try to like learn your own style as you transition because you know, you're just trying to look at it and you're just trying to find like, you know, where can I like apply certain things and then like try to learn on myself, you know what I'm saying? Right. So like part of the skip process, like, you know, can you like break down, like, what do you do as far as like the editing, the, like, you know, what, what comes to your mind as far as like the ideas of doing the skits and things like that? Like, what, like, like, let's say if you was to wake up one day and you just like want to do a skit or something, like, tell me like the, like the step-by-step procedure, what you do. Or, yeah, no, I've thought about this before. Cause honestly, like you think it's so easy to see these people post like week to week. It's so hard. I'm sure you know this. I'm sure you know yeah. this. Like, like, so an idea, like, let's say, I'll, I'll think of an idea, like one I've already done. Like I did, one of my skits was about um, anime. Um, it was about like, you know, coming and like your friend thinks he's an anime villain. And um, this was probably one of the hardest things I did because I had to speak Japanese 
but like this idea just starts out just like that. It just it's just an idea of like, okay, this could be cool, could be funny, um, and then I had to script it, which is in and of itself even more difficult because you have to make it flow. It has to, you know, for me, follow a story progression so that it ends in a way that makes sense. Um, have multiple jokes in there, multiple beats that are that are funny. Um, and then once you script it, then, you know, obviously you can start shooting it, um, which might take a while, depending on how many takes I have to do if I mess up the lines or, um, I didn't say it in a way that was as funny as I thought it could be like, um, so that takes time. Um, and then, then the editing, obviously like that, that also takes a decent amount of time to do that, to make sure I'm so I'm a perfectionist as I'm sure you are too, when you're editing, (laughs) like just every minute detail, like the smallest little pause or not not enough pause like you want to make sure that it it works exactly the way you want it to before you post it um yeah, yeah it's it's an involved process it's difficult that is like staying being consistent like posting every week is so hard for me because i want all my videos to be one video to be better than the last like and to do that it takes a lot of time personally for me um, and a lot of times, sometimes I'll be like, yo, I don't even know if I want to post this video. I've, I've had videos scripted and ready to go. And then I'm like, yo, this isn't good enough. And I scripted a new one like that same night <laughs> and then did that instead. Cause it's just like, I don't know. I always want to try and outdo myself and do better than I did before. Um, and I never want to make a video and put it out just because I need to put a video out, which I have done, unfortunately, but I don't want to do that. Cause I don't want to sacrifice the creativity just for, the, you know, the quantity of content. I want it to always be quality. Mm. So like, so what would be like, probably like the shortest time of you making a skit and then compared like to the longest time? <sighs> the shortest time it took me to make a skit is probably like maybe two and a half hours in terms of like the whole, of like scripting it, filming it, editing it. That's probably the shortest. And then the longest it's probably taken me is like, nine hours at least nine to ten for maybe a three three and a half minute video <laughs> which i mean it sucks but like when you get the end product it's it feels good it always feels good when you made something that you know is like really quality and like that you know is like you a lot of effort has gone into and that no matter if you get like 10 views or whatever like you've made something that's really creative and like you can be proud of it yeah. It's dope because like, you know, usually when I see skits and, um, you know, I, I try to, I see some people like, you know, sometimes their process and like they try to do it all within a day. And I'm just like, damn, like, um, you know, like at least do it by day by day. Like, you know, you probably work on something one day, you know, try to do something else the next day. But like, like I, I really try to like grind and just try to do it all in one day. Is that something that you like? try to keep in mind, like, did you ever think about, like, let me just pause on this and then try to work on it another day? Um, or was it always like, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta like finish it within the day or something like that? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I would hold myself, like when I was like really going him and I was like for my first year and I was posting like literally every week, it was stressful because I was putting myself on like, you know, I was working nine to five and I was like putting myself on a schedule to like have it scripted today, film tomorrow, edit the next day. Sometimes I would if I was like struggling with scripting it, it wasn't really, it wasn't clicking yet in terms of like how it was flowing and how funny it was. Sometimes I script and film the same day or I script film and edit the same day. It, you know, it depended on like the video and how my process was going that week. Um, that's why I kind of stopped holding myself to that weekly schedule. Cause as much as I want to post very frequently, like that can really burn you out and, you sacrifice the quality of the content when you're really trying to rush like that, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the conclusion I came to after doing it for so long. Mm, okay. And then, cause you, you do pretty much do this all by yourself, right? Like, yeah, every, yeah, actually like, I don't think there was one video I was supposed to, my girlfriend was gonna do a voice, but like I ended up scrapping that idea. Um, I don't even know why, but yeah, every video I've done on my channel has just been me, me editing, me, recording and filming and then uh scripting it's all been me so far mm-hmm. okay all right so uh i'm gonna get to the more like interesting questions as far as like uh we're gonna start off with like um i guess comedy like uh just briefly like what what are like maybe 
some comedy comedians on the top of your head that like you know because we're talking about people like do, who do skits like you know uh griffey and rdc and everything like that as, but as far as like the comedy side is there any people that you kind of like uh looked into or was encouraged or motivated by yeah no i mean um i mean the first person that comes to mind like dave chappelle is my, my like my yeah. favorite probably all time what'd you say <laughs> Wrong with Dave Chappelle, man. Yeah, no, can't go wrong with Dave Chappelle. I mean, he's just—he pushes the line so, in such a in a way that is so, um, I think, thoughtful. Because there's there's ways to do jokes that you know are tasteless, and even those, I mean, like I can understand sometimes. You know, you just don't understand the craft as well as as he does because he can he can formulate jokes that push the line and that could be offensive, but he does it in a way that makes you think it provokes thought um in a manner that i have not seen many comedians do because they just don't have the craft or the ability to do so he's just so talented in that way um his last special i thought was so good it was <laughs> like the the jokes that he was making were were funny but they just made you really contemplate our society and the you know the intricacies of how we deal with one another nowadays um and you know, I just really enjoy that kind of comedy because it's not just funny; it's it's educational. Yeah, and it, like yeah, because like one thing I always appreciate Dave Chappelle is that's like you know he pushes the, that kind of borderline. You know, he doesn't like try to like confine himself or try to be too safe about his like comedy and skits because like you know oftentimes you know he it, it will lead to like controversy in other people's eyes or other collective group of people's eyes. And I'm just like you know, I think that you know you have to kind of like put yourself out there, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, see who's your real supporter, see who's going to like, you know, challenge themselves to kind of like push themselves in the more, in the, in the, in the comedy sense of like, you know, of, you know, finding their own style, you know, trying to branch out and things and even like experiment, like to see what works for you. So I right. always appreciate how like, you know, just always just pushing the boundaries and just like, you know, not giving like a fuck or anything like that. He's just like, you know, he's his own person doing his own thing. And I think that that's why, like, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure in your opinion, like, he's probably one of the, the, the greatest or one of the best comedians out there. You know what I'm saying? And he, like you were saying about the reality part, I'm always about, you know, truth and reality. And for somebody to kind of like, uh, you know, sprinkle that or just kind of throw chucks in that into his comedy is like, you know, a, a genius way because it's like, you know, it, to, to have that kind of mindset, like, you know, I think it's, it takes a level of genius to like mix that kind of comedy and reality and education part as, as well. So to kind of crack all that together is just like, you know, and especially in his own style, uh, it's just yeah. like, you know, a beautiful work of art. And uh, has there been any other like comedy or comedians that come to mind? Any other comedians that come to mind? Um, I mean, I, Richard Pryor is great. Uh, Sinbad loves Sinbad. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, in terms of comedy, like, like I said, like this is doing doing skits was like really just a way for me to exercise my creative side since I couldn't do acting, you know, in a manner that I wanted to yet. Um, but I mean, like, in terms of like people who've inspired me, like just in terms of like doing this, is like people like Shamik Moore, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, like these are people that I look to in terms of like inspiration. Cause like, I, I hope to have the amount of success and, you know, careers that lead me to projects that are interesting as the stuff that they're working on. Cause those are the things I really want to do. That's what really excites me. Um, just yeah. being on set and like really connecting with people and getting into character and doing roles that mean something that help to change the paradigm or, um, you know, impact people in a way that leaves you know a lasting effect on them yeah that's that's dope man and uh, you know I, you got my support on that man i hope you like you know keep pushing that kind of content and hard work and everything and so let's let's talk about like more like the the entertainment part as far as like the shows movies and things like that what kind of like i'm, I'm gonna start with shows so just growing up what was shows that kind of like stuck to you that you felt like you know maybe got some ideas or inspiration or you just, you know, it was just more of a fun, you know, thing for you growing up as far as like black, you know, shows, black sitcoms and things of that nature. 
or yeah, no, Fresh Prince was definitely my shit, bro. <laughs> like I actually just rewatched it um not too long ago on HBO Max. Like I saw the um the reunion, obviously that that came out not maybe it might have been a year ago now. Um, but that came out on HBO Max and then that made me want to rewatch the entire show. And I was just like, just rewatching, I'm just like, wow, this really still holds up. It's just like it's so funny. The, you know, the emotional beats hit um in those certain certain episodes where like they really try to dig deep and you know not be you know the stereotypical sitcom they really they had it all i felt like it was just such a such a like you know what do you call it, magic in a bottle or something like that or lightning in a bottle i think yeah it's just like the the kind of energy that they were able to encapsulate with something that they probably most people didn't think would work you know they had will smith a you know a, a rapper who was bankrupt at the time coming to do to star in a in a sitcom like who would think that would work and it 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 did it was is incredible um and like you, you see the dynamic between will carlton and uncle phil like that trinity was like so powerful in that show <laughs> like when you look back when i'm looking back and i'm just like wow like this is just such a perfect combination of of talent of of creativity and of you know clearly the actors are having so much fun have so much chemistry together um and you know that's just something that it's a show that i really enjoy and something that like a project that i hope to work on one day because it just seems like so much fun and then like um things like that like you know uh because hopefully like you know uh as you grow on your journey you know you meet people you connect with them and then you hopefully can form a team that you can like really trust and then to believe in your vision because one thing i always kind of struggled with was like i could do it on my own i always had that i could do it on my own mentality and like you know it only could take you so far you know especially when you're growing and you're and you're expanding and then you realize there's more things that you need there's more things you got to work on um there's more workload that kind of comes with it and it's like damn like i can't really do this by myself you know what i'm saying um even with this podcast you know uh uh, I invested a lot of money and energy to do, to you know, like put the like get the uh, equipment that I wanted, uh, just to to try to get the the people that I could trust to be a part of my team and like you know to see how it grows because it's just like you know I think that's an important factor as far as like that teamwork and that camaraderie uh, and just people who believe in you know it just started with me just like you know just sending like a, like a little paragraph text message like hey like i'm doing this and this and it's like yo i'm down and it's just like yo just to have that kind of energy i think it's like really immaculate so hopefully um you know along your way in your journey like you could perform that kind of friendship and bond and team like you know but you know when it comes to like well uh, fresh prince you know what i'm saying because that was one of my favorite shows growing up you know just seeing like it was just like you said it was just a variable of a lot of things you know it had like life lessons you know, it had like funny uh, skits and, you know, parts. Um, it had like, you know, um, you know, just going through things like, you know, especially going from a certain, when you grow up in a certain area or your certain environment and just like, damn, like, how do I make it out here? You know, how do I navigate in this life? You know, uh, you know, what will, you know, I think one of those, one of the best, I think, touching moments when he was just like, he couldn't connect with his father. And then when his father showed up, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like uncle was his, like his new father and stuff like that. So, you know, just to add all those layers, it's just like, you, there's something in the show that you could really relate to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, was there any like other uh, uh, shows that kind of like resonated you or you just had fun, like just growing up watching? Yeah, I mean, in terms of like black shows, um, like a black cartoon I really like was, uh, I'm sure you like, you watched it as well, Static Shock on um i don't even know what that network it aired on bro but like that was like that was you know my shit like it, honestly was, he's he's literally like like spider-man is like one of my favorite superheroes might be my favorite but static is literally spider-man just with in my opinion cooler powers and just it was an incredible show in terms of it, it tackled kind of similar issues as um the fresh prince where like you know they talked about real stuff they talked about gun violence they talked about um, people with disabilities, um, but they also, it was just a fun cartoon that had great action. Um, it was a great character um, and, you know, a character that, you know, that looked like us, you know, yeah. we, didn't, we might love Spider-Man, but like Static was representation that allowed us to see ourselves as superheroes. Um, yeah. And I think that's so important for, you know, kids to have that. And we, uh, luckily we did, like, I mean, probably like maybe 10, 12, 
when that show was airing. And it's like, it's, it's cool that we were able to have that because um, he was a good character. They had good lessons and it was something that we needed growing up. Yeah. And like, you know, Static Shock is like, he's always one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I always thought like he was more powerful than a lot of these like superheroes. Like, you know, um, yeah, like, you know, I, when I was watching, what was it? It was it Justice League Unlimited or Justice League. And then it showed like Static Shock. And I'm just like, yo, like it was really down playing him. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yo, yeah. like Static Shock is a beast. You know what I'm saying? He's pretty OP. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, and if you if you go a little further down into what you know comics and everything like that, he's like he's really OP. Like he's really like a strong character. And um it was just like, and I don't know, they just really downplayed it. Like, like, but like you're saying, like Static Shadow had an element of everything as well, and especially like having like the kind of black figure in a show that like really tackled like you know, really touchy issues, like when you know, like you say gun violence and everything like that. I feel like people yeah. need reality because sometimes or most times and often, uh, you know, we always kind of place in like this stereotypical role or boxes of us like, you know, oh, that's how black people act. And I'm just like, in a sense, it's like, you know, there are certain situations that we go through, but not every person goes through that, you know what I'm saying? But I think like just losing that kind of reality kind of just opened people's eyes and like, yo, like, Static Chocolate was like a really great show. I think sometimes it was underrated or underappreciated at times, but like, I think everybody like us, you know what I'm saying, knew that like it had more value than anything, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I was big on cartoons. Like, if you talk to me about cartoons, anime, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan, you know, so I could go days talking about that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's one of those things like, you know, like, it had so much, and it's like people is like kind of like it had that conflict of like you know people comparing cartoons to anime. I'm just like nah, man. Like those are two different avenues. You know what I'm saying? Those are two different yeah. things. But um, <laughs> you know, but it, 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 I'm glad that you. And even when you say about like Marvel, and you know, even like um, black actors and actresses and and things of that, when it comes to them in those kind of industries, um, you know, like uh, I think about you know Black Panther. Um, you know, I think about um, even when the, the show, uh, I don't know if you watch it in Disney Plus, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, mm-hmm. just the roles that each these black players are playing a part of and things like that and how kind of prominent and like, you know, important it is to kind of like put these in, put them in a certain role that's just like not so typical. Because I remember when um, Chad, you know, Boswick, you know, rest in peace to him, was like, you know, he was tired of like, you know, playing those stereotypical roles. I don't know if you saw like his uh, his talk or speech when he, I think it was, I think it was part of like a, a, a graduation or something like that. Yeah, I did see it, but I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, but he kind of like tapped into like, you know, he wasn't going to like pretty much tolerate being like playing in those stereotypical roles and then look where it landed him, you know, and like now he's playing like a lot of these big roles. He was, he ended up being in, in Black Panther and things like that. Um, but, you know, it, it's just dope to see. Uh, but is there any other like things like as far as like, um, you know, movies, uh, if we're going to go into like, you know, favorite ones, you can just probably find some favorite ones, uh, movies, um, um, maybe other cartoons and things like that that kind of like stuck out to you. Yeah, so like one of my favorite movies, and it's not, I feel like it's not even like one that's well known. I feel like it's a little underrated, but um, it's this movie called Dope that came out in 2015. Yeah, it's like, yo, I'm glad you know. Yeah, because like it, and it was with Shamik Moore, one of the people who I said was like inspiration for me. Like it was just such a unique movie for the time. Like the whole time, it felt like it was taking place in like the 90s, even though it was present day. Like they just gave it such a unique, unique aesthetic. And then I just thought the message, the central message was, was so good and so powerful, especially at the time for me, I was going to college at that time. So it was mm-hmm. like, it really it definitely hit home for me. Um, and like, those are the kinds of movies like that I want to be a part of, like that just help to change the paradigm or at least challenge it in a way that gets people to think about what our society is doing right now. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be about black people, even though there's many stories that need to be told that do that, but just in, in so many different ways, because I just, I feel like those stories are the ones that people connect with the most and that, you know, have the most lasting impact. So, but yeah, I love that movie. Like it's, it's one of my favorite movies. I know it's not like a top movie of all time or anything like that, but like, I just find it to be so much fun. Yeah. Cause I, I try to put some friends onto that show and it was like, what are you talking about? I was like, dope. You don't know about dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, uh, I've got the, the main character's name, uh, you know, cause I was suggesting a friend, like, you know, like if somebody was to, 
plays the uh, static shock, you know, if it was an option, I feel like he probably played it well, you know, at least in my, um, but um, I don't know. I just felt like he would have played static shock well, like, um, uh, was, yeah, because he played the geek in, in the movies, uh, Malcolm, I think, yeah, that was his name. Yeah, he, he played, you know, he played it very well. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I definitely see where you're coming, coming from with that. Yeah, because, like, I always think about these different, I was like, yo, like, why do, you, why do you keep putting this person with this and then, like, making them play these certain roles? And, like, uh, yeah. I think this outside of, like, you know, Black people, but I think like, just a random uh, thing is just, like, uh, what's that Batman movie with um, the guy that was playing in the vampire Diaries, it's a vampire diary, or oh man, it's something. Uh, it's like the show, the the younger Batman. Um, it's like a a a new a new Batman movie that's about to come out. Um, oh, um, the new movie that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. The guy that was from uh, Twilight. Yeah, I'm forgetting his name right now. Yeah, Twilight. Yeah, I feel like, in my opinion, I could, I told I told a friend about this. I was just like, he would have played better as a Batman Beyond. Mm, I see what you're saying. That would have been a good idea. I'm not gonna lie, that would have been cool. Man, like they, they, they don't think like we think. Man, they don't think like we think. But um, yeah, but aside from that, um, let's say like okay, like you, you continue your skit journeys. Like you know, you said like acting wasn't some something like a, a, a avenue that you didn't really want to tap into, but so you kind of went with the skit route, right? And no, so acting is like my main thing. So like I I go on auditions. Like I'm trying to get an agent right now. Like making skits is like fun and like I would definitely want to do it like full-time if I could but like acting has always been like my main focus and it still is Mm -hmm. so so hopefully because like usually like I don't know like I'm just trying to I guess understand the world of skits and and acting as well because sometimes like skits can kind of lead you because especially with the way that you know uh, our society and modern things with you know TikTok and everything like that and like you know skits can you know you know, if they blow up or whatever, it can land you certain opportunities, you know, uh, kind of like, kind of like put it in a, in a, not in the same work area, but as far as like popularity, like when, you know, when we have Instagram models and like, you know, uh, or Instagram celebrities and things like that, like, you know, their kind of famous status could lead you uh, to land into, you know, acting roles and things like that. Uh, so did you ever think about like, you know, you know, your skits kind of like helping you blow up and, you know, connect with other people. So, and basically another a part to that question, if you, if you was to reach the status of like, you know, uh, fame and popularity and things like that, who would be like the, I'll say top three, top three, the top three people out of the, you know, the skit world that you would want to meet in person that you could like probably learn from and things of that nature. Top three people. Um, well, yeah, first of all, yes, yeah, so I would definitely like that's the main reason I started doing skits because I was like, this could be something that could just help me in my career because I'm putting myself out there for people to see me. I mean, I know it's hard to grow. I definitely experienced that, uh, that difficulty. I'm sure you have to like just growing online. Um, but yeah, that was the reason I started because I was like, you know, this could help me on my my path to be trying to become an actor. Um, but the people I would probably want to meet the most um I mean, Long Beach Griffey's first, obviously, because, again, he's the person that really inspired me to start my channel. Um, I would probably want to meet, um, probably want to meet Mark Phillips from RDC, because I feel like he has a very, he's very um, goal-oriented, like, he's very forward-thinking. Like, I know he has a plan for exactly what he wants to do, um, so I feel like it would just be a good thing to really talk to him um and get his like insight and just talk to him about like get advice or like just get you know life lessons from what he says because i feel like he's he's really like been about this life since like when he started rdc which was like probably over five years ago um and then in another person who's in the same same kind of position uh who'd be the third person probably king vader because he's done the same thing with as mark just um even on like honestly on a different scale because like his like RDC, don't get me wrong, they make great content and the stuff that they produce is awesome. But like King Vader has really taken filmmaking very seriously. And I respect that a lot because um, it's allowed him to really, um, you know, progress so fast and really get a lot of people's eyes because of how seriously he takes it with the, the special effects and the amount of time and dedication he puts into his project. So that's someone I would definitely want to talk to and meet as well. 
Yo, King Vader, when you mention it, I, like, I, I felt like at some point you, you had to mention King Vader, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, um, I've been watching a lot of his content, you know, back when, you know, his Vine days and everything like that, you know, his few second videos that kind of like blew up and then uh, transitioning to like the one or two minute videos. Um, and then like, you know, yeah, like seeing his work ethic is like crazy. Even like him landing these opportunities like with uh, Netflix and like, you know, doing yes. these um, correlated shows, you know what I'm saying? With, uh, what was it? The King Cobra, I think was one of them. All right, there, there we go. Um, what was the other one? Um, he did, he did it. Oh, it was uh, Umbrella Academy was the other one. Yes, Brother Academy. Um, he did the one with the Matrix. That that, that was dope. You know, yeah, I, I, cool. on, on Matrix. And it's it, it's funny that, you know, I mentioned the Matrix because uh, this podcast, which is called The Black Pill, it was inspired by The Matrix, which is one of my favorite movies. So like, you know, but I'm just, instead of the red and blue pill, you know, um, there's a black pill which correlates to the reality of the black community. <laughs> so I thought I was just like, you know, a little, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, you know, King Vader is just somebody that's like, I've been following him, you know, for a while. And like, you know, uh, he just has those dope crazy, even though like the little things like the people doing like the sheesh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and no, I mean, the only reason I say him at first is because I wouldn't necessarily, like, he does make skits, but, like, I feel like he's transcended that, like, to yeah. a completely different level. So I don't really put him in that category anymore, even though I'm sure he could if he wanted to, but, like, he's much more, he's he's onto much bigger projects than just, like, those little skits at this point. And then, so what would you say uh, also about other, like, I guess, Instagram or comedians or skit um, artists as far as like, I'm pretty sure you heard of like uh, Shiggy, Rennie, um, yeah. who's the other one? Um, and it's, it's, it's a lot of these New York cats too, like uh, these New York people, because like, you know, being from New York and everything, like, you know, um, I remember when I saw Shiggy, he was like, he was so short, like he was <laughs> I met him at like a at a at a gym at a sports club, and like you know uh, we was you know playing basketball and everything. And I was seeing him hooping out hooping out with his uh, boys and everything. And I was looking at him. And he was looking at me, and we just we just had like a little staring moment. And I was just like, but I'm but I'm not, I'm not trying to stare him down, but <laughs> I'm just thinking like, damn, he's short. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so it, it was a it was a funny like little little moment we had like that and stuff. But um. You know, when I think of like, you know, Rennie, I follow Rennie for a long time. I'm pretty sure you know who's Rennie, right? Nah, who, yeah, who's Rennie? Oh, man, he's the one that did, the, like, the Blue Room. He's the one that did the, um, he always did these skits like that. It was just like, so you're telling me, and then da-da-da, like, things that happen in the world. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you know. Like he, he does like he he was he was doing skits as well and then transitioning to like more of the comedies and you know doing shows like that. So I think about people like Kim 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 Vader because like like you said even though he's not on your top of the list he had the experience you know what I'm saying so yeah. you may you may you know learn a thing or two about him and stuff and um uh what else to say what what would you say like you know as far as more of like now branching out to the more because, you know, as far as doing production, you know, aside from the skit part, you know, there's always the production and editing aspect of it. And, you know, trying to like um, branch out, I guess, or probably learn from there. Uh, is there any like, is there any person that you kind of like hope to, I guess, correlate more into like learning more into that space of production? Uh, as far as like, you know, when I think about, you know, more production, like people who've been like in the game, like, you know, Will Smith, you know, because he's somebody that's like really versatile and like, you know, trying to learn more, like, you know, other than him doing raps and music and, you know, being on shows, he's been in that realm of just production and, and that kind of entertainment. So outside of like, you know, more of the skits and comedians, you know, is there somebody in the more of the celebrity aspect that you kind of would like to like learn from? Yeah, I'd love to learn from like our work with someone like uh, Donald Glover. Like, I feel like he's someone who's very versatile um, in terms of, you know, he does music, he, he does writing, like excellent writing, um, acting, of course, he's done stand-up. Um, he's really like, you know, does everything. Does, uh, you can dance. Like, I, honestly, I don't think there's anything in the entertainment uh, 
industry that he, this man could not do. And I feel like that's, it's incredible. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm not even necessarily saying that I'd want to do all that because I'm not necessarily saying I don't either. Um, but I feel like it would be great to learn from him because I feel like he could teach me where my strengths are and how to make them better. So um, yeah, so someone I hope to work with one day. It'd be an incredible experience if I was able to. Okay, okay, dope. And like, just to kind of like, uh, I guess, close off, uh, what would you say that, you know, this is part of the thing like I like to call like a dose of reality. So, you know, just providing people who's, you know, in your shoes, um, you know, just trying to like learn skits, uh, you know, trying to be an actor, or just trying to, I guess, step your toes a little bit there just to kind of like, uh, you know, learn the various skills and aspects that it comes with it. Like, what would you, what would you be your like those reality uh, as far as like, and what I mean by that is just like, you know, not more of like the surface level, like lessons, like, you know, I'm talking about like there's things that's in it that's going to be like really hard and challenging that people's going to need to be kind of like wake up to and then learn that it's not just like a more like a walk in the park, you know what I'm saying? So what kind of like, uh, advice would you give to like people and that's being trying to be skits artists and things of that nature? Um, I would say like this, it takes a while. <laughs> like it's, it's going to be a minute, like get comfortable for most people at least. Like some people get lucky and they blow up and that's awesome. Actually, no, fuck those people. <laughs> fuck you. I'm we're over here working OD hard and you blow up now, nah, but um, no, nah, I mean like just, you know, be patient with yourself. Like this process can sometimes take like really long. And, you know, um, I just feel like being patient and, you know, not doubting yourself, like be self-aware. Like if you know you're good at something, just maintain that energy, understand that you are good at it. Um, and that you should not doubt yourself because it's so easy to do that. Like there's plenty of ideas I just haven't done. Cause I'm just like, uh, I don't know if that's good enough or, you know, what if people don't like it, but it's about, you know, really controlling that that demon or that that demon in your mind and compartmentalizing it so that you're not listening to it anymore because it'll only serve to hold you back and mm -hmm. it's something that i struggle with it's easy to say this stuff and not really internalize it and understand that that's okay because people everybody's dealing with that really um social media is not real it's just it's just a tool it does not amount to your worth um it doesn't amount to who, how much you were loved. It is simply, they're simply metrics of how many people are seeing your stuff. That's all it means. Um, right. At the end of the day, like you gotta enjoy what you're doing. Um, that's why I'm still doing it. It's, even though I'm doing it slower than I was, I still enjoy what I'm doing um, because I love just making the content. If you love it, then you'll, you'll be fine. Like just find some kind of thing that you enjoy doing online. And if you can make content about it and enjoy it, then you're winning already. People will eventually find you. You just have to keep doing it. Yeah, that's, that's dope. Um, I, I'm going to close out with two more quick questions. Uh, yes. You know, how would you say that, like, you know, as far as like the more the branding aspect, protecting yourself aspect as far as creating content, because, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, put content out there, either they were regurgitated or, you know, try to steal it or anything like that. Have you kind of been through that experience or ha have you thought about how did you come to terms with maybe branding yourself and protecting yourself? Mm, nah, that's a good question. You know, actually, my parents have talked to me about that because mm -hmm. I, I haven't at least to my knowledge, seeing anybody who's like taking my stuff. Cause like, there are definitely some skits that I feel like, wow, like I are really good. And like, people could just take it. Cause like, if they were a bigger creator, like they could just make the same skit and take credit for it. And I would have no way of, of, you know, maybe not even, I might not even know might've happened already. And I would have no way of like really, you know, claiming that, you know, idea or whatever. And I mean, that's hard. I mean, because when you're when you don't have the, you know, the the following or the leverage to really get people to notice that it can it can be difficult to um, protect yourself in that way. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's a question I hope I never have to answer <laughs> because it, it's it sucks when people do that, like when people who have a larger following take advantage of people who don't and who are who are trying to get to that level. It's like is is it makes me mad because it's just like 
you know, you already have, you already have an established audience, like just leverage your own ideas, <laughs> you know, but um, that's, 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 it's, it's difficult. Yeah, no, and, I, and, I, and I kind of understand it because even like me, like being a content creator and just creating content, it's just like, you know, I always try to make sure that, you know, I take every possible measure as possible, you know, as possible to like to protect myself, my brand, you know, my yeah. team and everything. Um, and I'm still learning as I'm going along because, you know, there's such a, there's so much that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? It's not just a simple one, two step, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, and that's why I, I kind of asked that question because it's just like when it comes to like, you know, making skits and, you know, you know, being a content creator, it's just like, you know, there's nothing, I don't know, there's not really like a, a, a legitimate like protection that comes with it and uh, as more maybe when you get, you know get more followers and a, a team and a manager and things like that that's when they kind of like help you in that kind of field and aspect but um you know just even being like more like a solo uh entrepreneur or just managing yourself you know there's still i think a lot of resources that are out there that, that may help you as far as like you know um making your skits and things like that to make sure that you know because, you know, you could come up with an idea and then people could just take the idea, but it's just like, as long as you probably have the content already, there's probably other sources out there. I'm not going to speak on that because I'm not like no expert on that, but, um, yeah. you know, you could just, as long as you like, just learn more and then you just, you just try to like soak in from those who have the experience and just probably find ways to like really like protect yourself. And the last thing I want to quote out is that like, what would be... This may be a two-part question, maybe one-part question, but what was the best skit that you made, and uh, you know that, that made you like more happy? What was the worst skit that you made? Oh, that's a good question. Shit. Um. So the best skit that I made, there's a few that I really like. Like I have a playlist on my channel called Zaylin's Favorites, and they're all my favorite skits. It's probably like nine, maybe at this point. Um. But I think my favorite skit is the one I just made recently about um, about anime because like it was just I felt like it was really funny like it had a lot of punchlines and I was speaking Japanese for half the video basically and I don't speak Japanese <laughs> so I just had to really like force myself that that one took really long to make and I felt like I was proud of the amount of effort I put into it um, and that it came out the way I wanted to and I I took my time with it so that it um, was a product or a final product that I could be proud of. Like I really enjoyed making it and I'm glad that I finally did. I'd had that idea for like a year and a half <laughs> and I just never did it because um, just get in my head. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I finally got it out. So um, that was definitely my best, if not one of my best and my worst. Um, there's probably like two or three three or four videos on my channel. I'm just like, I had to put these out cause I needed to put something out that week. <laughs> and, um, those are videos that like, I just, I can't stay. I cringe watching them or just seeing them on my channel. I'm just like, Oh my God, it's just like the horrible video. I, but I guess the worst would probably be, um, this video about being indecisive or something like that. Like, I don't even remember what it was about, but once again, it was one of those videos. I was just like, I got to, I got to put something out this week. So this will be it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the kind of stuff I hate doing. I really don't like putting out videos that I'm not proud of, but I don't plan on doing that anymore. So hopefully I won't make any videos that I don't like anymore. <laughs> so cause like my thoughts about that too, is cause like, you know, I remember like, you know, me doing like uh, these podcast episodes cause like I'm like already 17 episodes in and this is going to be the 18 and I already record the 19th episode. Um, there's times where I'll do like double recordings, you know, so I'll do drop double the episodes and like yeah. previous episodes, I was like, damn, like I was cringing. I was just like, damn, like, you know, I said, they <laughs> meant to say this or like, you know, uh, I made my mistakes and things like that. But I think like, you know, in not in comparison, but in more relatable um, to what you were saying about, you know, like your worst or, you know, uh, uh, skits is that like, for me, I keep it in there because like it shows growth. It shows like, you know, the human error is natural. You know what I'm saying? Like people, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with people going back to those first few, 
few episodes and it's just like looking at it, just like damn like you know um he made his mistakes he, he stumbles and things but it's just natural you know what i'm saying so uh even though i look at it like with a little cringe um uh i, I try not to think about it too much as well but like i feel like it's necessary for people to see like you know you know us being i guess perfectionists um i try to like uh dissolve myself from not being too perfect because you know everything is like it, it gets really tedious and yeah. uh brings a lot of energy and things like that but it's just that like you know i need some of that imperfection in there to like so i could learn i could grow i could see where i could like you know improve and things like that so i think that i think that pretty much will apply to you as well it's just like uh even though you look at those kind of skits and it's just like damn like you know you know you still have it in there you know hopefully you still have it there you know what i'm saying yeah definitely <laughs> It'll show like you know this is my growth you know what I'm saying so you know it's it's it's, it's always appreciated to, like look back in it and just see how far you grow you know what I'm saying no hundred percent definitely resonate with that man I I think that's a good way to look at it yeah so yeah you know um yeah that concludes this episode uh you can follow us uh at the Black Pill Society you know you follow our link you know uh we're on multiple platforms, you know, we're on Instagram, we're on trying to expand on YouTube, you know, we have a TikTok, but, you know, still a work in progress. Uh, we're also on Twitter, but, you know, we're trying to like work with that as well, but we're predominantly, you can follow us on Instagram at the Black Pill Society and the link, you can follow the, the podcast, you know, we're available on all platforms. Um, I'm OBJ, uh, you can follow me at uh, T-H-E-O-B-I-J-A-Y uh, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, but just follow me on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, and <laughs> Special guests, where they can follow you and anything that you have um, that you're working on, that you will, any projects or anything that you want to put out there for people to follow. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Zaylin D. King. Um, so it's just a D in the middle of uh, what you see on screen right now. Um, and then Twitter, I'm just at Zaylin King. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm putting out content, uh, you know, every month on YouTube at Zaylin King as well. And then hopefully I should have this uh, indie film coming out. Uh, in a few months so we'll see how that goes and i'll promote that on my instagram if you guys want to check it out so hey man yeah follows, man you know show me love and support and things like that you know you got my love and support and things like that so um yeah that was this episode uh of you know black entertainment hopefully you learn a little bit about you know a little bit of the world of skits you know uh you know maybe comedy entertainment and things of that avenue and uh yeah we have a patreon as well so this episode is going to drop on monday uh at 9 p.m uh the official release date is friday so we drop our official episodes on fridays at you know between 10 and 11 p.m so make sure you, you know you just follow our content you know show love support you know share this to family friends anybody you know what i'm saying we're just trying to grow we're trying to expand our platform you know trying to get more audience you know trying to really help the black community that's pretty much a target audience but you know anybody and everyone is open to listening to our podcast and then you know because you're willing to to learn get new thoughts new perspectives and things of that nature so yeah um, I appreciate my special guest, Zalian, for being a part of this episode. I am your host, OBJ, and this concludes the Black Pill Podcast. Deuces. <laughs>